Welcome to the 1001 Travel Tales podcast, where seasoned travelers share their stories. Your hosts, Shoba George of Just Go Places and Rachel Heller of Rachel's Ruminations. Welcome to the show. We have with us today Vicki Winters, who writes for and records for VickiWinters.com. Hello, uh, now, Hello Vicki. Very difficult to describe. <laughs> Vicki is all over the place. As she admits herself, I'm allowed to say that because she says that on her blog and makes these just wild and wacky videos about travel. Or they're sometimes related to travel, sometimes not, but they're great fun. So welcome, Vicki. Thank you. It's so great to be here. It's so fun to be with the both of you. You're both so fun. I like to say I'm a food travel video blogger with ADHD. I'm all over the place, but I'm bump. <laughs> and it's got to have the but bump at the end. Otherwise, you don't know it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you really have ADHD also, and then you would get it. <laughs> so let's start with, okay, Sorry. the dinosaur. I've wanted to ask you about the dinosaur outfit. There's some videos. You can look these up on her website somewhere, VickiWinters.com, where she's running around in a dinosaur outfit. Explain the dinosaur. So that dinosaur thing is the T-Rex, okay? And T-Rex Tuesdays actually was a thing or still is a thing on the internet. And my husband got wind of it and he said, I've got to get my hands on some of these T-Rex costumes. It looks like something fun for a video. Actually, when he found out that they really were a thing, he found the manufacturer and also found out that he would be able to buy them for $100 and sell them for $300 on eBay. Bought a boatload of them and actually made a, a big profit on the T-Rex costume. I also have a really fun video on my blog of the T-Rex, a.k.a. me, in the New York City subway system, going to the Statue of Liberty, <laughs> running around all over town, scaring children, having people <laughs> want to take selfies with me. Someone offered me $5 and I said, are you taking tips? And I thought, yes, I am. <laughs> that's, that's the T-Rex story, pretty much. Blows up. If you don't know it, because you guys aren't seeing it visually, because we're on a podcast, but it's a blow up dinosaur costume so it's giant size with a tail and she goes running around in it and tends to trip over things okay so now tell us about your boomer thing your boomer emphasis so i'm um, actually i'm i'm on a page of some awesome boomer travel bloggers where believe it or not we're all not just dying as boomers boomers actually boom and we thrive and we're getting older but we're getting better what's well, so your tagline we're not dead yet. Not dead yet. <laughs> I like that one too. Write that down. <laughs> I believe and I know this in my heart and soul because I do it. I love Snapchat. Boomers can do Instagram. Boomers can be on Twitter. They can actually see their kids on Facebook Live, their grandkids. I found that a lot of people that are boomers want to see their kids' pictures on Instagram, but they're like, flabbergasted. I don't know how to do Instagram. What's Snapchat? So I'm trying to teach classes. I'm going on board, actually, a cruise ship, a boomer kind of river cruise. And I'm going to be giving lessons in Instagram and Snapchat What's and possibly fun? Twitter. We don't know if we're going to do Twitter, but we're doing scavenger hunts on board. So here's the concept. You can bring value to your customers by teaching them social media. 
And you can bring value to your brand by having these customers who now know how to use social media, spreading your message, using your hashtag on all the platforms. So again, I'm going on this river cruise because that's where the boomers are. And I'm using finger quotations, people. Boomers are. That's where the boomers are. You can't see it. And they're going to be giving this lesson. And we do a scavenger hunt. So the scavenger hunt is, number one, go find the captain and take a picture with him using our hashtag, hashtag, I'm on this great boat. Number two, show us a picture of the best meal you had on Tuesday. See how that works? Put the lecture in the morning, and then we go out and do our thing. And then again, then there's a separate scavenger hunt for while we're on land. Show us the clock tower in Prague. Show okay, us you just whatever. gave a hint about this cruise. It's in Europe then. It's you the one that Prague. I'm going on specifically is Ama Waterways, and it's from Bilshofen to Budapest. But the concept is that this could be on any cruise. We're just yeah, test driving it. It what? sounds like there should be a, a great prize at the end of the scavenger hunt. Oh, right. A great prize. Yeah, you get to learn how to use social media. They can have a dinosaur costume. Oh, yes. Are there, dinosaur are there any dinosaur costumes left? Wait a minute. Well, there's definitely one. I have one. And your prize is a used dinosaur, dinosaur costume. costume. That was in the sand in Palawan, the number two island in the world. And in the Philippines. It's a little wet. It's no. a well-traveled costume. I have one. It's mine. And, you know, my stingy ass husband had to sell every last one of them. So I don't know if we even have <laughs> any other ones. No, no. I have to ask about this. I know this is a travel podcast, but I'm really curious. You know, you're doing all these videos, you're traveling, and you talk about your husband did this deal with the dinosaur costumes. I can't believe I'm talking about dinosaur costumes. Here. <laughs> what does he think about all this? About you doing the uh, videos and the blog and the dinosaur antics and all of that he's the instigator he's the one that says <laughs> hey i have this great idea for the drone the challenge is with him and if i'm still married to him next time we get on this podcast it'll be a miracle <laughs> um, the challenge with him is he comes up with some like huge idea like okay i'm gonna fly the drone and i'm gonna drop it down with a message in a bottle and then you're gonna open up is he has this huge idea and he'll say to me, okay, now go lie in the sand. And I'm like, why? Because he doesn't tell me what the idea is. Just lie in the sand and pretend you're washing up like you've just been shipwrecked. Why? Like, what's happening here? Oh, well, I'm going to fly the drone. Like, okay. So when I say go, you'll grab the bottle. Like, what bottle? Because I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> then, ultimately, after arguing about that, because that's how we roll after arguing about that and the scene is awesome and he gives it to me he says okay here you go and then I have to fashion a story about like why did I just do that anyway so that's how this team does operate so you're the muse as well as the practical person and he is the big pictures director guy Big picture director. Well, yeah, just an idea guy, not so much a director, because I don't know what he's in film. He's not and directing. The team, he was really a pain in my ass in the Philippines. Seriously, he can't collaborate. He cannot collaborate. And I know this. Hey, can you take a picture of me doing blah anything? And his answer was always, "No, I don't want to do that." And I'm like, Dan, this is not your vacation. This is work. You are my worker partner and if i ask you to take a picture you're just supposed to say okay not no i don't think i want to like so he's not invited on any more press trips so what are you going to do for pictures 
I have friends that'll take pictures of me. He's like, you guys, I'm sure if I said to you guys, hey, would you mind taking a picture? Yes, like, okay, sure. that's, that's true. That's how we that's also a selfie stick. <laughs> a selfie stick, exactly. Actually, the, on the fam trip, when it's hard to be such a turd, I set up my own camera. Like, okay, here it is. I'll do it myself. Don't need to. Bye-bye. You, you do. I'm telling you right now, I don't know how to operate a drone. Oh, yeah, I know. That's the problem. You know. Our drone footage is going to definitely fall by the wayside, unfortunately. So what can I say? I don't know how much drone footage you could have done in Jerusalem anyway. That's oh, good true. Point. Good point. Right. Oh, probably not. <laughs> you might get in a bit of trouble. Yeah, with a dinosaur yeah. costume and a drone, I can only <laughs> imagine how much chaos you would cause. <laughs> <laughs> I turned it into an international incident. And probably wouldn't be the first time I did turn something into a political incident. <laughs> now, you told me before we started recording that you had something funny to tell about Berlin. Now, you were in Berlin recently? I was in Berlin recently enough. <laughs> recently okay. Enough. You know, I do I have a lot of funny stories, but that was just one that came to mind. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. All right, funny story in Berlin. Love Berlin. It's awesome there. And so because I live in New York, it's usually a red eye that you take overseas. And we arrived in Berlin after taking the red eye, Dan and I, of course. And I wanted to go right to the hotel because I'm exhausted. I want to check in. I want to drop my big bag. I had a big bag this time because I don't remember where we were going. And I just wanted to lay down. And so he was agreeable enough to say, yes, but I really want to get a sausage first because sausage always first or a currywurst. <laughs> and so we took public transportation as we normally do. And we were on a bus getting somehow, I don't remember where or why, but how to getting to the hotel. And I missed the Friedrichstadt stop. Okay. And so I oh, Friedrichstadt, right. The big train station. Yeah. Friedrichstadt, something like that. Right. So I missed it and we're on the bus. So we went a whole stop past where we were supposed to get off. And now my husband is madder than mad because that's who he is. He likes to get mad. He likes <laughs> to blame it on me, pointing fingers. It's your fault. We missed this up. Well, I didn't guess. If you were to have participated, maybe you could look up and see, oh, we're going to, that's our stop next. But he doesn't do anything. He just relies on me to do it. So now we get off at the wrong stop and we have to walk back and we're not going to pay money for a taxi because did I mention he's a stingy ass? And so, and I've fallen into the trap of being cheap like him. So now we're walking back with the big ass luggage and here's a market with sausage oh. and he wants a sausage and I am so tired. I just wanted to shoot him or fall asleep on the table. And so I don't know where the funny part is, but the funny part <laughs> was he got his sausage. and we got <laughs> it, was, it was funny at the time. Well, it really wasn't. I wanted to kill him at the time. It sounds like you're going to miss him in Jerusalem because you don't have anybody to make fun of. <laughs> or to kvetch at, to use a good uh, New York term. I'm kvetching. I would rather not kvetch. Seriously. I'd rather just have a good time. It seems to me you have a good time pretty much all the time. I try. You know what? Life is short. And if you're not having a good time, go have a good time. You know, <laughs> my words of wisdom. If you're not having a good time, go have a good time. Now, I'm curious about your background. I mean, you're doing this travel vlog. And before that, you were doing a travel blog before you switched to vlogging. 
Oh, right, right, right. I didn't, you know, the word vlog is kind of vague. Casey Neistat is a perfect example of a vlogger. He went on every single day and he did a whole 15, 20 minutes of his life. And, you know, when you think vlog, I'm not sure in my mind, is that supposed to be just like a daily tale sort of thing? Or is it adding video content to your blogs? It's so vague on what it is a bit vague. You're right. Yeah. Is it live or is it something that you piece together that you edit together? Yeah. Right. So I do both of those things. We traveled a lot and I always took pictures and always asked him to take pictures of me and surprised he couldn't do that when I needed it the most. So I always took pictures and I saw on Twitter one day that somebody was offering a ticket to a food blogger conference. This must have been about five years ago. And she offered it to me. I took it and I went to this food blogger conference and I met all these bloggers and realized I love bloggers. Bloggers are so fun and interesting and entrepreneurial and all kind of collaborative and on their own at the same time. But people like to help each other. And that was part of the community. It was definitely about the people. It was definitely about the people and sharing. And then being able to share my ideas also. And I was always that person because my ADHD diagnosis didn't come in till way too late in life for me to get the talk show I always wanted. And I would always meet people and say, oh, so nice to meet you. Welcome to the Vicky Winter Show. That's what I called myself. To the fake microphone. Hello, tell me a little bit about yourself. And that's how I would introduce myself to people. And then I figured, okay, let me, that's what I'll call my blog. I worked at Esquire magazine. I happened to have been on the publishing side, which didn't have anything to do with writing. I worked in marketing and PR. I did a gazillion things and I just try to put all the pieces together of stuff that I really like. And every day I wake up and something that I love to do, except video editing really blows. It's hard. It's time consuming. I like to put out like average content. You know, I really worry about the titles and the fonts and the length and all the stuff. So it's very time consuming. But I yeah. love it. I remember you saying at one point that you were between jobs and the older you were getting, it was harder to find a job in the industry you were in. You know, I almost just want to throw my hands up in the air and just cry sometimes, honestly. And I do. Don't think I don't. Last week, and I will try to make this a blog post so I can share with the rest of the world, like, this is what happened. Three days last week and two days the week before, I rode my bike, gale force winds and rain as an Uber Eats bike messenger. Okay, that's how oh. I had to make money. Right, I saw your Facebook Live that's videos it. about that. Yeah. Yellers or something. Because you bicycled downtown. In the rain. But then I was in a neighborhood that was so far away that, you know, it didn't even make sense. It was a 30-minute ride and it made 10 bucks. And then I still had to get back home. So, Oh, boy. Yeah. So okay. tell us about this social media for seniors that you're promoting. So I feel like it's such a great idea, don't you? If you were a I think senior, so. Yes. <laughs> My parents are on Facebook now. And oh. yes, they stalk me, uh, which is <laughs> which makes me wonder what I put on there. <laughs> and since they're, they're retired, they have a lot of they? time to stalk. Right. At least they're not unfriending you. That would be bad. <laughs> Good point. No, so parents, grandparents, you know, they want to see the new baby that their family just had. They can't wait for the pictures and the kids aren't printing pictures. So they really need to get on some sort of social media, be it Instagram or I think for older people, for seniors, Instagram is definitely the easiest and 
Facebook. Moving forward, I love Snapchat. I just me, but I just like telling my little stories on Snapchat, which I do take whole stories and then I cut them a little bit sometimes in Final Cut Pro and then embed those in my blog posts. So those, that's part of my blogging. Anyway, so the idea came to me when I was at the travel show this past weekend and they had this thing called IMM, International Media Marketplace. And they uh -huh. had it in New York and it's kind of a speed networking thing also. It's like a little dating thing. You go through and see who's there. You already have a bio. They look and see if they want to match with you. And here's what I took out of that is that most of the companies who wanted to meet with me were cruise lines, river cruise lines. The other part of the takeaway is that I sat in on a panel of the riverboat cruise lines and a person said, so how are you marketing to the millennial audience? And they all said, we're not. Our market is boomers. That's who we want to sell to. That's who has the money. When you see millennials on these river cruises, they're usually brought in by their parents. And that's where I sort of had this idea like, oh my God, people believe in us, know that we're going to spend some money. Well, not me, the other boomers, the boomers with jobs, those boomers. <laughs> so that's where I put two and two together. Like, let's go on board and teach the boomers how to use social media. So I pitched it to Alma Waterways and they said, we love the idea. Come on board and we'll have a class set up for you. You could do it. And then I came up with the scavenger hunt idea. And so we will go around the boat and oh, I'll send them off. Yeah, create chaos. Why not? Create chaos, but teach them how to use it, how they can use hashtags, how they can come away from this awesome cruise with a new skill, how to use social media. We might create one specially for each ship or the scavenger hunt. I haven't decided yet. It's not till March. I still get to think about it. But then you get content for your brand and the clients guests get a new skill hey look at my instagram sounds great I know. let me get back to travel name one mistake that you've made when traveling taking my husband with me to the philippines no oh, not that no you're still bitter no, about that was no. that a year ago no it was like two months ago it was four <laughs> it was months october ago. october yeah it was October, and things have never been the same. It was, let's see, one mistake that I made when traveling. This is a little one, but we were in Miami and driving back to, oh, two mistakes I have. One, I left my passport somewhere. Driving oh, no. back to the airport. I had to drive back and get it. No, that's another story. Made a mistake on the airport. I usually would take off from Fort Lauderdale, but for some reason, I thought I was going to Miami, and I drove to Miami International, and just as about, I was about to get out of the car to drop off the luggage so Dan could drop off the rental car. He didn't say, oh, my God, this is leaving from Lauderdale. Oops. What? Oh, so no. we rushed back to Port Lauderdale. And just because Dan likes to be a little stickler, like my father used to be, about being early, we had enough time to get on the flight. Well, you left a passport somewhere? You started to say that. Oh, my God. I was like, no, it was the ticket. I left my ticket on the kitchen counter of my friend's house. And I was already at the airport. The phone was ringing. And I wasn't at the airport. I was like two minutes away from the airport in a rental car. And they were up in Northridge, California. And the phone rang and she said, you left your ticket on the kitchen counter. Oh, my God. So I had to drive all the way back to Northridge and pick that up. I'm trying to think of other mistakes. I'm so perfect. I don't make mistakes. Let me ask a different question. Oh, she's gone uh, away. Yeah. Oh, she's back. Oh, I okay. like your fridge. 
Oh, Vicky her does. fridge Vicky. is in the background. It says Vicky, Vicky Winter Show, Miss Vicky's Improvisational Kitchen. Well, that's something else you do on Snapchat because I've seen you. Yes, and I do. I do live streaming sometimes. And what's in your fridge? I do live streaming sometimes. I do cooking videos and stuff like that. Live streaming. People help me make a lasagna from scratch when I have no clue how to make lasagna. Sometimes I just open up the fridge and there's nothing in it, but I will make a meal out of nothing. I watched part of one, which was you carving a turkey. Oh yeah, how to carve a turkey? It's a bit chaotic. <laughs> You know what? That's the thing about live streaming with interactive stuff. Uh People are talking to you. You're trying to carve a turkey and looking up at the camera. What'd you say, Johnny? Oh, yeah. How are your kids doing? Yeah, look at this. But the truth is, do you know how to carve a turkey? Very precise. You take the breast off the bone. That's how you do it. I know. Well, it's true. It's a new sort of media that we're all sort of beginning to get used to because people didn't do live video. It, no. it just wasn't done, but this, especially, you know, I'm I've not tried sure to, we had the technology. Well, mm-hmm. I guess not, but Facebook Live, where you press the button and what you're videotaping is going immediately out online. There's no right. filtering. There's no right. cut out the swear word. There's no yeah. cut out, you know, the stupid face you made or any of that, right. which is what makes me very nervous about it because I'm afraid I'm like an idiot of myself. You know what? I don't care. and you shouldn't care because it's all about and this is what we talk about in social media authenticity well you know it's funny i talk about authenticity because you have to be yourself but then you look on instagram and everything is people you know smiling and beautiful and posing and the greatest food they ever had meanwhile they're crying i can't find a job my husband sucks you know but the food looks good or the person looks good in a bikini there's an awful lot of bikini photos in my heart of hearts i'm an actor and being an actor is being real and being raw and just not caring just delivering a message and trying to get a reaction be it, you know, laughter or, you know, something thought provoking. (laughs) I guess part of it is that I've really had a difficult life. I've had a lot of challenges in my life and I don't care. I mean, I know that other people have a very difficult time also. And so if I can share my honesty about this was horrible and mentally challenging because I do try to talk about mental health also on some of my live streams. If I could just show people that you can come out of it on the other side with a smile, I don't mind them seeing me without makeup and whatnot. I can't every minute like doll up to give a message when the message is more important than having everything in place. Oh, it makes it fun to watch because it's a bit wild. It's fine. Last night on Periscope, and I deleted it because some of my Periscope friends said, you're going to delete this, right? Dan and I were on camera, and we had an argument, and he kept coming into the scope and was making, i got to show you, being a pain in the ass, and he was talking about how he wouldn't help me on the trip, and he would come in and make signs behind my head. But She's holding up a cartoon drawing where there's a very large female with an axe in her hand saying do what i say and then there's a very small male who's a bit very unhappy he was a bit afraid so he drew that and he held it up behind you on periscope then he drew this just blabs until you give up and always one-sided like this so that's what he spent his time doing and i ended up like crying there's one more but oh wait there's one more here here's one more 
picture of a female and it says, I know everything, listen to me, arg. <laughs> so, you know, he never got that memo that just say yes, the woman is always right. So anyway, so we argued and people loved it. People had a great time and I ended up crying on camera. And I know. It's like reality it's, TV is what it is. Reality TV. Thank you very much. We've been talking to Vicki Winters. Her website is VickiWinters.com, which is the website of The Vicki Winters Show. And thank you for talking to us. You're always a bit of an adventure to talk to. I'll suck her out on social media and especially Periscope where you'll see how zany she is. Um, I'm my big fat mouth on all the other platforms. At my big fat mouth on Instagram, right? And Instagram, on Twitter. Pinterest, Snapchat, Periscope. And don't forget my YouTube channel. If you just go to my blog, on the top right-hand corner, there's a link to everything. Thanks, ladies. Thank you for listening to 1001 Travel Tales, stories from seasoned travelers. Shoba George's blog, Just Go Places, is at justgoplacesblog.com. Rachel Heller writes Rachel's Ruminations, which can be found at rachelheller.org.